If Charles Dickens were to write a story about the ghost of payments past, it might as well be the ghost of payments present. Disconnect, bad customer experience, lack of ingenuity, lack of creativity. Enter Lanny Byers, who, as the chief revenue officer of Voucher, talks about the future, how he's heading there, and what banks can do to catch up. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate, and investigate actionable insights, unscripted banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. Thanks again for tuning in to Bankadelic. Lou Carloso, your host. Hey, what did you expect? Kermit the Frog? <laughs> anyway, today we have Lanny Byers. Lanny is the Chief Revenue Officer at Voucher, and he's responsible for forging relationships with payment networks around the world. He's been in the payments industry for 35 years, most recently as Global Head of Emerging Payment Solutions at Fiserv. Lanny also loves to golf. Lanny, you do not want to go golfing with me. I have been known to decapitate people because I hit the ball in every wrong direction possible. And some that you've never heard of. Lanny, welcome to Bankadelic. Lou, thank you for having me on today. And it's very nice to meet you. First off, engagement. Do banks get it? That's a great question, right? Engagement is one of those really hard things for banks to understand. I think they know they need to engage their customers, but engagement is a very difficult thing to put an ROI around. Hence, banks don't do a lot in that arena or they're a follower to what maybe Google or Apple Pay or others in this new digital arena are doing. But digital customers at the bank always tend to be, all the studies show that they're your most profitable customers when they're engaged. And in this digital world, customers have been saying that the experience is sometimes more important than the actual product or the offering. Absolutely. That is something we understand as customers. We're customers too, right? I'm wondering when it comes to payments and customer engagements, you see a disconnect and it's one that you're trying to help connect. Walk us through that. Yeah, let me share a little bit about our company, actually, and what we've recently done in this arena. Voucher is a cloud-based software-as-a-service type of platform, and we offer today different modules, one of them being our e-greetings or e-card module. And what this does is provide this type of greeting card. You know, think of a greeting card, as you know today, but it's media-enriched. It's highly personalized with music and video and you can add your own selfie and you can add your own quotes. So it makes the ability for a customer to highly personalize their message. So recently we launched with Zelle, early warning payments platform, and US Bank back right before Thanksgiving. And one of the things that was great to see was looking at the ability to make sending a P2P payment more than just about sending the money, right? 
It was about the experience of sending the money. So here, a sender, let's say Lanny is sending money to Lou, and let's say I'm doing it for your birthday, I'm able to take a Zelle payment, send you $20, and with that, I can also send you a e-card. And this e-card, I can pick from a selection of up to 400 different templates that we have. And this e-card will come, and you open it as the recipient. You'll see that you've got your $20, as well as you have this e-card that says, Happy Birthday, it'll play music, there may be a game attached to it. So it really is about the engagement, the experience. And then, Lou, you may love it enough to say, I'm going to share it with my social network. Look what Lanny sent me. So that, to me, is about the experience of sending a payment and not just about the payment. That is so dead on. I think about my son, who barely uses banking tools. I don't think he's really aware of what a bank does per se, but he uses Venmo. And with Venmo, you can pass notes back and forth and give little salutations and greetings as well as the payment. I do have to say, though, that is a limited experience compared to what you're describing. Quite incredible. Yeah. Look at Venmo, right? They were one of the early movers in the whole P2P space. And what made them so attractive was for the millennials and people was to you know, kind of social share their payment experiences. And I think banks have been running now over the last few years to catch up with what Venmo was able to do. Zelle is the banking industry's branded version of making this ubiquity across banks in the U.S. to have a P2P service that everybody can use, everybody recognizes it. And again, I think Zelle looks at it as saying, we have the ability to make it more than just about the payment. It's about the experience, the ability to share, and to engage customers. Now, off mic, we talked a little bit about these four modules that banks can leverage within the voucher system. I'm going to skip to the end a little bit because as an original gamer, it's something that fascinates me. Uh, Yeah, Pong, Pac-Man, all of that. Mm -hmm. Is the gamification and innovations module. Explain how that works. Yeah, you know, our founders actually came from the gaming world. So when they first developed the platform, they looked at it and said, hey, we can bring this gamification, this social ability of what's in the gaming world to the payment world. And so within our gaming module is the ability to add to your sending of money a game. And maybe you have to throw you know, peanuts into an elephant's mouth to get to your money, right? So it's this engagement tool that makes it more than just sending money. So we have various games that are already pre-stocked in our platform. You can select from a number of them to be sent. You can put on there the difficulty of a game, whether it's easy to hard, and even put it out there that they can't get to their money until they win the game, or they could skip the game to get to their money. But again, it's all about engaging the recipient as well as the sender sending that game to their friend along with their money. Absolutely. It is about more than sending the money, and that leads to the other piece of the four that I wanted to ask about loyalty. And in general, in the banking industry, I've got an issue with how banks double talk their loyalty. So on the one end, they all say loyalty matters, right? It's not going to (laughs) matter. 
mm-hmm. you know. But on the other end, hey, here's your thirty dollar a month service charge, and yeah. <laughs> no, we're sorry, we're going to put you on hold for fifty minutes. And when you get up to the manager, no, there's nothing I can do about that. I wish I was making those things up. You and I both know they're very common. Where is the financial services industry missing the point on loyalty and how can we make that better? Yeah, you know, I think it's moved in this day and age to more of a in-the-moment type of loyalty, right? It's immediate. You know, the days of a certain behavior like earning points and waiting five years in order to have enough points to do something with, I think is over. Consumers are looking for a more immediate incentive, a more immediate reward or loyalty type of transaction. You know, our loyalty system is an example that's tied into the money movement. And let's take international money transfer for an example. International money transfer typically is a costly transaction if I want to send money to someone outside of the U.S. And they're paying a fee to have that done in most cases. We have a few banks that work with us, and one of the things they put in place is a loyalty parameter that says if you send three transactions within a certain period of time, your fourth transaction is going to be free. Right, so and that is actually tracked and communicated right within our system is one example of where loyalty has an immediacy in payments. And the other is turning on the ability that when you send even money movement, right? A Zelle transaction or any type of P2P transaction, if I send X, it could open up the ability to get premium content. And in our system we have what we call premium e-cards that are very unique and people can get to them based on sending X number of e-cards. It opens them up to premium content based on their behavior. Now, I've been in the podcasting business for, let's say, oh, four years. You have been in the payments industry for 35 years. (laughs) Global Head of Emerging Payment Solutions is what you did in your previous post. What, at this point in your career, are you passionate about when it comes to payments? What would you like to see happen in 2021? Yeah, you know, in 2021, what I'd love to see is, you know, I'm a big fan of fintech and digital payments. You know, what would really be great was I could leave my wallet at home, take my mobile device everywhere, and it would get me on the train, on the subway, on an airplane, pay for everything from my gas to groceries to everything in between, and it would all be seamless and digital. That would be, you know, no more cash, no more checks, no more plastic, everything through your device. That would be my ultimate Could we get there in 2021? (laughs) We are definitely on the same wavelength here, Lanny. The other thing that has always fascinated me is this notion of banks treating payments like it's some silo. It's some compartment. When payments is integrated into so many facets of our lives, it's about shopping for the groceries. It's about trying to get the utility bills in on time. It's about being able to travel from place to place and quickly get things done. The errand running aspect. Mm -hmm. And what you 
have straight in your sights is that future. Very impressive to me that you grasp it with that kind of depth and breadth. It's interesting. I think that there's plenty of studies out there that talk about digital users, right? And all the studies show that a digital bank user has a higher return value to the bank than, let's say, a non-digital bank customer or a very low engaged digital bank customer. And when you talk about that, what does that mean? Well, the attrition is much less on a fully engaged digital customer. The revenue potential to add other products and services is much greater. And what that points to is you have to engage. And that just doesn't mean delivering a mobile banking app and saying that that's enough, right? You need to have the consumer want to be able to reach and use that mobile app for a variety of things on a day-to-day basis. And that's what I talk about in terms of engagement, right? Engaging the customer, which by default will make you more digital bank user, a more engaged digital bank user. So by default, you're going to make a more valuable customer. And I think that's a hard thing sometimes to get banks to understand that there is a return on it, but it's hard to calculate, right? It's one of those age-old things of how do you do a return on the experience? And it's really around better customer retention. It's about, you know, cross-sell and upsell. It's customer sat. It's all those things. And as you and I know, Lou, those are the hard things to sometimes measure. Lanny, I got to issue the invitation right now. I would love to have you back on Bankadelic at some point. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Lou, thank you for your time, and it's been a pleasure. Take care now. Lanny Byers is the Chief Revenue Officer for Voucher. You can look for Lanny on LinkedIn. Bankadelic, sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? Banker Hire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. Banker Hire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. Quantic is the adaptive digital bank that offers entrepreneurs, immigrants, millennials, low-income families, seniors, and others innovative banking products and services, which embrace the diversity of circumstances that exist in the lives of customers while elevating their financial strength. For more information, visit QuanticBank.com. That's Q U O N. T-I-C-Bank.com. This week on Bankadelic, we present a new sponsor, PayHide, the company that puts you in the payment saddle. And now, our theme song, 
sung by me. <coughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep those payments going. Smartphones all are glowing. Pay hide. No need to analyze it. No need to fantasize it. It's time to synthesize it. Pay hide. Get them up, send them off, send them off, send them off, get them up, send them off, pay hard. Get them up, send them off, get them up, send them off, get them up, send it off, pay hard. Three bullet points. Number one. Engagement is a very difficult thing to put an ROI around. Hence, banks don't do a lot in that arena, or they're a follower to what maybe Google or Apple Pay or others in this new digital arena are doing. Number two. You know, the days of a certain behavior, like earning points and waiting five years in order to have enough points to do something with, I think is over. Consumers are looking for a more immediate incentive, a more immediate reward or loyalty type of transaction. Number three. The attrition is much less on a fully engaged digital customer. The revenue potential to add other products and services is much greater. What that points to is you have to engage. You need to have the consumer want to be able to reach and use that mobile app for a variety of things on a day-to-day basis. And now, lose views. It's almost become a trope among many observers in financial services, and I have to admit I'm one of the many, that banks don't get it. I have to say that's really an old trope and it needs to go out the window. But that's never to say that bankers can't get on a learning curve. And as Lanny Byers pointed out today, there's a lot financial institutions can do to catch up with where payments is headed. Just the idea that you can send an e-greeting or a game or combine coupon offers and cash payments Those are very simple concepts to grasp. They're not hard to implement, and yet are banks doing those things? The big problem centers on considering the payments experience as part of a silo. And we all know, as consumers, that payments integrates into the larger portion of our day where we have responsibilities to meet, bills to pay, not enough time, and all of this on our heads as we're trying to manage so many other functions of our life. It's time for banks to take a step backward, reconsider the payments experience, implement ways that are creative, engaging, and yeah, fun, and deliver it to customers. Payments just doesn't have to be this thing that gets done. It can be a seamless, smooth experience that takes the aggravation out of other portions of life that we all have to deal with, and it can point us towards the future in a way that's inspiring and smart. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Jenny Elman. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous sponsorship. Thanks to Banker Hire. Thanks also to Quantic. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn and at the coffee shop thinking about another iced mocha. Until next time, so long. Bankadelic is a production of Contrarian New Media, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.